You're listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and this is episode five. Rebel Boss Ladies, welcome back for another episode. Today on the podcast, we have guest Amanda from Plush Content Co. She is the founder and creator there, and she is here today with us to share different ways that you can bring life to your Instagram account. Now, it doesn't matter if you are brand spanking new to Instagram. It doesn't even matter if you've been there forever and you have somewhat of a following. She's going to talk about some ways that you can increase engagement, get some genuine interaction with your audience there, and ultimately use Instagram as a platform to build up hype or buzz for your products so that you can get more sales, okay? Amanda is super inspirational because, well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you too much, but what I will say is that we start off this interview talking a lot about her personal story how she got into this business in the first place. So right now, she's a brand photographer and Instagram strategist, but that wasn't always the case. Amanda is somebody who found herself in a really unhappy position in a job that she really wanted to like, but it didn't actually live up to those expectations. And she's going to share what steps she took and what happened in her life to lead her to actually starting her business and moving into her business on a more regular basis. And We really go into the behind the scenes of the evolution of her business. So we're not even just talking about Instagram today. We're talking about how she took the leap into business in the first place and how she's actually started to grow it and scale it and how it's changed. And I love Amanda's willingness to share this story with us because she is so representative of where a lot of you are right now in your journeys. Um, I love how relatable she is. I also love how honest she is with some mistakes that she's made, with some things that she would do differently if she could go back in time and hit that rewind button. So you're going to love this. There's going to be a lot of important takeaways and I, it's hard for me to bundle this into one title because we talk about Instagram, we talk about jumping into business, we talk about scaling your business and adding in a stream of passive income with the digital product. We talk about a million different things so I'm not going to just say that you're only going to learn about Instagram today. You're going to learn about a lot but I'm not going to spoil this any more than I've already than I already have. So I'm just gonna, you know, stop talking, zip my lips and turn it on over to the recording. All right, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Aiden. I'm so excited to get started. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited to hear that you launched an ebook, which we're gonna be talking about in a few minutes. So I just had to reach out to you and have you on the podcast. So I'm really excited that you're here. Um, so Before we dive into anything specific, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started. Yeah. Um, Oh, how did I get started? Basically, last year, I was made redundant from my job. It was like the most terrible time in my life. And I basically just thought to myself, like, I never want to rely on anyone else to give me an income ever again. Like, you, you don't feel like you have any kind of control over your life. 
And so for me, that was a massive turning point in actually getting my business started. And I really wish I started my business in like the three months I had off. It took me three months to find a new job. Um, but I started it a couple of months later and it kind of just had this snowball effect where I really fell in love with my business and what I was doing, what I am doing now, I guess. Um, so for those who don't know, like I'm a brand photographer and an Instagram strategist, and I basically help female entrepreneurs, uh, tell their own brand's story through high quality, um, and on brand gorgeous imagery and being intentional on Instagram in selling themselves. That's really incredible that you took kind of a sour situation and it changed your life. It probably didn't feel really positive at the time, but it was probably oh my God, no. a pos- <laughs> it was probably a positive experience looking back, right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Like at the time, it I won't lie, it sucked. Like it was. I just remember like being in my bathroom and crying my eyes out. Like it was, it was like my heartbreak, <laughs> like for myself. <laughs> um, but it was literally the best thing that ever happened. Like I tried to remind myself every single day, like this is a blessing in disguise. Um, And at the time, like you can't always see that. You can't always see the reason for, you know, going through a time like that in your life where you feel so just miserable and kind of hopeless, Um, as negative as that sounds. But looking back on it, like that was... I like, I wouldn't be here if that didn't happen to me. I would probably still be in that job and building a career working for some, working for somebody else. So I think it's really exciting to hear the story because a lot of our listeners are in full-time positions right now where they're kind of, they're looking for their out because they feel trapped in that job where they're earning the meaningless paycheck and they just don't feel fulfilled and you, you know, you went for it. So, so just to clarify, so you were made redundant from that job and then you found another full-time job after that, right? I did. Yeah. So I went to work in accounts payable and receivable and doing like administration work. I actually loved the the company I worked for. So it was a fitness company. Um, and I was there for about 10 months, but I was commuting back and forth from where I lived to my job for about an hour each way. And like, it just got so expensive on fuel. Um, you know, you're spending two hours in a car every day. Like it's not the best use of, of time. Um, so I actually found another job near where I lived and yeah, five months later I quit that job. (laughs) I was just going to say, I remember you quitting very recently. Like you said, I felt, I, I felt so unfulfilled. I was at my desk every day for eight hours. Um, I wasn't really happy. I thought I was going to be happy. I literally thought it was my dream role as we all kind of do when, you know, we are given an opportunity that's like, all right, this could be like my career. This could be the perfect job. And that's literally what I thought, but it could like, it was just the furthest from the truth. I absolutely hated it. It was it ended up being the most boring job to me. It was the same task every single day. There wasn't a lot of diversity. Um, I even found myself like sitting there with nothing to do because I had finished my work early. And to me, like I hate sitting there 
like with absolutely nothing on my plate. I can't, I can't deal. Um, but like the main reason for leaving though, was like my boss was not the best boss in the world. And he kind of like, he would, he pulled me in a couple times to a few meetings and was like, you know, are you happy here? Like, what are your career intentions? Um, he said to me, I wasn't doing my hours, which I was. And it, like, I just felt like this isn't the place for me. I felt so unhappy. I was having like panic attacks when I got home. And I remember one night just getting home on a Friday and it was after a meeting with him and I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, I can't do this. Like I have to quit. I have to get a part-time job. I have to work my business. Like I, I, made, I made my decision right there and then, and I felt so incredibly happy. So how far into having that second full-time job did you start your business? Well, after I was made redundant, I got a new full-time job and I started my business about two months after that. I actually started doing stock photography and I realized that doing stock photography was not my passion. Um, I, for me, I don't feel like I have a set goal when I'm just creating photos for for any kind of person out there. So I went into doing more product photography and working with individual businesses to take photos of their products. And that's when I kind of found myself in my business and realized, all right, this is what I love. Like this could actually be my business. Um, and then from there I've moved into more portrait photography as well, which I absolutely love doing because I get to meet all these amazing women. Um, and it's just, kind of evolved into something that I never thought it would be. Now, do you think it's because you started your online business and you started to see trajectory there and an opportunity there and you started to find yourself in that business that that kind of um, expedited you wanting to leave that full-time position? Yeah, definitely. Like around the time when I quit, things were actually starting to ramp up in my business. Like I was like, I literally working full time. I literally do not have any more time to bring on any more clients. Like I kept saying to myself, I cannot scale my business working full time like this because like, I'm sure there are so many people out there working full time. They're doing their business on the side and it is freaking hard to do. So you kind of took that as an opportunity where you wanted to leave this job that you weren't happy, but you also, the positive, the upside there was your business was being given the opportunity to kind of flourish and grow from there. Exactly. And like the funny thing is like, I believe in power of manifestation. I never really did before, but it's kind of freaky the way the world works. And, you know, when I made that decision to leave, I really put it out there that I wanted this perfect part-time job. I wanted three days a week. I wanted it to be in a company that I'm still passionate about working for. And it literally all happened in the span of like three weeks. I wanted to leave before my probation had ended. I had one month left on my probation because I only had to give one week's notice. Yeah, I remember applying for a job and I nearly didn't because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd actually get this role. But I applied, I got an interview straight away. The day after my interview, they offered me the job and I was like, 
this could not be more perfect. Um, the timing was perfect. Literally, as soon as I finished up full-time work, my business itself, I had more clients coming through like for September, this is my best month yet um, financially, which is crazy to me. It just goes to show if you take that leap, like if you feel like the timing is right, you just have to trust that everything will come back to you tenfold. Isn't that crazy how in a situation that you would otherwise think is the world is falling apart, things just start to yeah. align in really insane ways. It's so freaky. I was like, this cannot have worked out more perfectly. And like, I believe in law of attraction, like what you put out there, the energy that you put out into the world that will come back to you. If you have negative thoughts, your, your life will not be the way you want it. I really try every single day to set my intentions. I put out there like what I'm grateful for and like, I feel very, very lucky to be where I'm at. But at the same time, I don't necessarily believe in luck. I also believe in working for what you want, going for it. And I guess realizing when you have the opportunity to change your life, I could not imagine myself working full time for someone being chained at a desk for eight hours a day. Like to me, that is so unfulfilling. And to me now working part-time, working on my business, like this actually feels normal. Working full-time for someone else does not feel normal. And so many people are miserable every single day and they, yep. never, they never do anything about it. So I love to hear your story that, that you took action and you're building your business and it may not be all sunshine, rainbows and butterflies right now, but it, it's, certainly, no. <laughs> it's certainly on its way, which is a yeah. really great thing to celebrate. It's very easy to get settled. It's very easy to feel comfortable. And after, every, after I had those meetings with my boss, everything kind of died down a little bit. Like I became a little bit less angry, a little bit less upset. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should just stick it out. But that's the thing. Like we just get too comfortable in, in what we do and we can't see the bigger picture. Um, so I think it's all about like thinking bigger and realizing that there is so much else out there for you to do. Like there's so much out there to see, like you are not limited working for someone else if you are unhappy. Um, I have a rule, like you're able to complain once about your situation, but if you complain twice, it's time to change it. That's my rule. I love it. That's amazing. I'm going to remember that, writing it down. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's amazing. And the next thing I really want to focus on is your ebook. Yay. So, yeah. So you just, and I got so excited when I saw that you were creating this ebook because I know that you primarily have had um, service offerings in the past, like you were saying, the brand photography. Yeah. And at some point, the next step in scaling your business is to create a digital product so that yes. you can make some passive income, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you created this book. It's called Instagram Engagement Strategy. Can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of came up with that idea? Yeah, I guess like, for a while on Instagram, I was getting a few messages from girls who were following me and who I was following too um, about how to go about engaging on Instagram. I think with Instagram, you need to have a really strong strategy. And 
you can't just post like a really pretty picture and an interesting caption. Like it's not enough to build a community. It's not enough to bring in leads and actually book clients through the platform. Um, you have to have that engagement strategy there as well and a really strong one at that. And what I noticed with my own account is that I, I was getting really good engagement. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I kind of realized like, if this works for me, like if this strategy works for me, then maybe it can work for other people as well. And I had always wanted to bring out an ebook. I was at the point in my business where I was like, I need to work on the passive income side of my business now. And I was like, all right, I'll write an ebook. I had no idea what I was going to write it on. But after a couple of messages um, from a few of the girls, I was like, you know what? I'm going to write on my Instagram engagement strategy. And it's about, I think it's about 16 page ebook. And it outlines like exactly what I do every single day when it comes to finding your dream clients on Instagram and how to target them, how to be more intentional on Instagram. Like it's very easy to waste time on Instagram. My pet peeve is wasting time. And so I was like, okay, can I put out a strategy for other people where they no longer waste time on Instagram, where they're super targeted, they're bringing in leads, they're targeting exactly who their dream client is. Um, and that's pretty much, I guess, yeah, how it came about. So you found uh, kind of an area of opportunity that your audience was struggling with and you responded yeah. to that struggle by creating a digital product solution. And, and that's exactly the strategy to go about listening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Listening, listening to the needs of your customer and creating a product to solve the problem. Now, when you yeah. describe your ebook on your sales page, you described it as a strategy to help you gain leads build genuine community and increase engagement all in 40 minutes a day. So what kind of yeah. stood out to me was the word genuine. That kind yeah. of like, it just, I don't know, it stood out to me. Can you explain why you chose that word and why that's important? I think on Instagram, I mean, I feel like there's been a massive shift now towards being real and being vulnerable in who you are. It's, it's different for every business but especially if you're a service-based or a product-based business, I actually think they work differently on Instagram. Um, you know, strat a strategy for a service-based business won't necessarily be the same for a product-based business. Um, but especially for those who are service-based, the best thing that you can do is be genuine and be real and be authentic and show up and tell people your story, tell people what you're about, you know, let people into your life. Um, so I think, yeah, I think the word genuine, it kind of just encapsulates all of that together to let people know that this is the way to do it now. Like this is the best way that you're going to attract your dream client because at the end of the day, people buy from people. And I know for myself, like when I, look on Instagram for other people to connect with. I'm looking for a face. I'm looking to get to know the person behind the business. And especially if I'm going to hire someone, I want to know exactly what they're like as a person. Um, so the best way to do that is to, you know, jump on stories and show your face on the feed and just be, just be real with people. Like just tell people what you're about and yeah, I guess be genuine. 
Yeah, and it didn't used to be like that. I feel like if you kind of rewind back a few months even, uh, yeah. in- Instagram wasn't very people-focused. It was all just... No. Yeah, it's there's been a major shift, I think. And, you know, you used to look at feeds and it would be all just, you know, objects or different... You yeah, know. it would literally be like, yeah, stock, yeah, stock photography. Um, and, like, that's that's what I thought did well as well. Like, I think that's why I started my business in stock photography because it seemed to be all the rage. And while there is still there's still so much stock, uh, stock photography out there and, you know, it still does work on Instagram. What works now is putting your face out there. And I know like for so many people, it's really hard to start doing like a lot of people say it, like they just feel daunted by it. They feel awkward. They feel silly. But the thing is, is that if you don't, you're doing yourself and your business a massive disservice. Moving into 2019, which is like just even saying it is crazy. Like we're at 2019 already. Like if you're not doing video, you're going to be left behind. And that's just the reality of it. You have to get on stories, you know, IGTV, whatever is going to work for your business. You just have to get yourself out there. I completely agree with you. And for me, that's been something that I have been focusing on. If I were to compare the analytics between a post that was just a stock photo of a flower versus a photo yeah. of, of me, even if it's not a stunning picture of me. I have frizzy hair. It's just something I yeah. just have life on. <laughs> I mean, that's what does well. You know, that's, I get yeah. so much more engagement on something that's just a silly photo of me looking ridiculous. Exactly. It literally gets double the engagement. And like, I did the same test on my Instagram. Like I was posting mainly every image was kind of like a stock photo, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to put more of myself on my feed. I think at the moment, my engagement right now is about from 12 to 15%. And that's literally because I put myself on my feed. It's like, you've got to do it. So what do you say to people who are timid or scared and just camera shy? What, what do you recommend that they do? It's super hard to get over it. Um, you kind of just have to do it. The thing is, so like when I do an Instagram story, I still do like five takes sometimes before I actually post one 15 second story because I'm like, oh my God, I look awkward in that or I stumble on my words um, or the lighting's really bad. I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this again. Um, so I think it's remembering like you can delete it. Like you can take the you can take that story over and over again until you're happy. Um, sometimes I'm sitting there for like 20 minutes to put out four 15 second stories. Doing stories is literally how I've booked some of my clients because they've watched me, they see what I do, they know what I'm like as a person. If you can just provide as much value as possible or even behind the scenes, like if you're a little bit camera shy, just start by filming what you're doing and talking behind the camera. But eventually, like, you've got to get your face out there and you've just got to do it. I used to hate Instagram. Honestly, I used it personally (laughs) very, very rarely. And then recently, a few months ago, I said, okay, you know what? It's time. I want to put myself out there. I have the time. I have the energy. I have the desire. So I went out Mm -hmm. there and did it. Instagram stories, avoided them like the plague for just a really long time. (laughs) And then I started doing it and it felt, right now it feels like nothing. You know, I don't even, it's so much, it's just the nerves go away after a while. Exactly. And I think as well, 
you kind of become addicted to it. Like I love getting on stories now and just talking because I feel like I can finally bring out my, like my true personality to my followers because I, like, I don't care what people think of me. And I think it's getting past that point as well, where you just, you can't care. And the thing is people are only there to support you. The people who follow you, they're going to cheer you on and they're going to be like, you did an amazing job. Every single time I do an Instagram live or a Facebook live, I, I get so nervous and I literally tell people like, I'm so nervous right now. Like I just, but I'm still doing this and people are so supportive. They're like, you did great. Like you're a natural. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I'm a natural, but you know, let's like, let's keep trying. Yeah. Like you said, like practice makes it so much easier. You just got to keep doing it and you'll get comfortable with it. I want to talk a little bit more about your specific account. When did you get started? When did you create that account? That account was created back in July, July last year, I think. So when I literally just started my business and I remember when I first started, I, the whole, like, I mean, Instagram says, says that there was no shadow banning. Like that was just a myth. Um, none of my hashtags were working when I started and I panicked. I was like, I've just started my account. Like none of the hashtags are working. No one's going to see me. And I felt so down and out about it. But um, yeah, I just kept at it. I kept posting. It took a while to gain some traction. Um, and it took a while to actually find a community of girls who just really support one another, who are really engaged with one with one another and I really don't think it was until maybe the beginning of this year and I think that's also when I became extremely clear on what my business was and who I was um, that that's when I started to gain traction that hopefully is inspirational for people listening who maybe haven't created an account yet is I know that there are many of us out there who are scared of the of the platform and think you know what there's too many people flocking to Instagram there's there's no room for me but to hear that your account is just over a year old and you have yeah. just over 2,000 people following you and incredible engagement rates that's that's really remarkable I think that's great yeah like getting started, like getting started is the hardest part. Um, and it's really daunting. Like I, yeah, I remember, I remember just feeling like, I feel like a really small fish in a really big ocean. Um, but the thing is, you've just got to keep at it. You've just got to start posting. If you're just starting out, like you've just created an account, I would post like, every single day, just get the content out there, have really engaging captions. I still see so many people, so many girls who start out their accounts. And the one thing that I look for is the first image should be of them, should be of their face, should be an introduction to say, hey, like I'm so-and-so, a little bit about them and something that shows their personality. And I've connected with so many women who have done that. And I'm like, this girl, like this girl seems awesome to get to know. So I follow them, put yourself out there straight away and yeah, just be real. That is such a great tip. And I'm thinking back and I don't think that I did that. And now I'm thinking I definitely should have done that, but I love that tip. <laughs> I definitely do that. Don't do what yeah. I do. <laughs> so has your email list grown? Has, have your sales increased? Can you describe a little bit more about about the growth. Yeah. 
Um, my email list has grown, although I've just done a call of my email list as well, um, mainly of all the people who don't open my emails, <laughs> um, which I think was like 60 people or so. So I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, I think every single month I have reached a new financial goal, which to me is, like I said, I feel very lucky. I'm very grateful for it that I can, that I can do that and increase my earnings every single month. Um, but yeah, it's like I probably every single week I will have a new, a new lead or a couple of leads on Instagram. Um, sometimes Facebook, Facebook, I don't really do much with at the moment. Um, Instagram is my main focus, but I think as long as you have leads coming in, even if you're not booking them as clients, the fact is that if you've got leads, you're doing something right. People are taking notice. And I think it's nourishing those leads and actually following up. Um, what's that? I think that there's the saying like the, the money is in the follow-up or the, it's something like that. The, the four channels of the follow-up. Yeah. The four yes. Follow-up. That's it. Yep. Um, <laughs> literally follow up with every single person who who comes to you and says hey like can you send me more information things like that and usually like I've had so many people who have never replied to me I'm like that's cool you're obviously not my dream client but some of them have been like oh yeah like you know let's move forward with it so if you have leads coming in always follow up with them a couple days later or a week later just to touch base and see if they have questions um, because you just, you never know where someone is at in their business and when they're ready to, to buy from you. So are those leads coming in through DMs or are they coming in through that link in your bio? Uh, yeah, most of them either come through DM on Instagram and then I will convert them over to my email. I actually don't like doing business through DM. Um, I'd much rather prefer doing it through email. I can send them attachments like my services guide um, and it's just easier to communicate, I feel. So what do you say to people who are nervous that they don't have that wonderful, amazing or seemingly amazing swipe up feature? Firstly, it's having your links in your bio. So, I mean, at the moment I use Linktree. I shouldn't use Linktree because I've had issues with it. I know a lot of people have had, had issues with it to the point where someone contacted me and she said, oh, I was going to refer you, but your website was down. I'm like, oh shit, like what? Um, my website wasn't down. It was my link tree. I'm like, oh my God, like, wow. It's just bad timing. So I would suggest to have the most important links either in a link tree or create your own website landing page for it, but direct people from your stories, literally just by jumping on and talking. I find that I get a lot more messages, a lot more conversions over to my website. If I'm actually talking to my audience on stories rather than like just putting up a, a story of text. People can get the emotion you're trying to get across to them and you can very easily tell them, go to the link in my bio, like check it out. It just seems more real, but you have to give people that call to action. People ask, how can I increase my engagement? Like I always say call to actions because you have to tell people what you want them to do. Like, do you want them to be on your email list? Do you want them to buy your ebook? Do you want them to go check out your blog post? You have to give them direction if you want them, if you want them to do a specific thing. 
So let's talk about your strategy that you used on Instagram to promote your new ebook. Is there anything yeah. that stands out that you think worked really well? Yeah, I think if you're launching anything, um, you have to create hype. I had planned my launch date um, and I think it was like two weeks. I was like, all right, I'm going to put it out on stories and, you know, say something's coming, how it's going to help people, what it's going to be. Every couple of days I was putting it out there. And so when it actually launched, people actually bought it. I was like, oh my God, people were waiting for it. And I even had one girl message me and she was like, I was literally counting down the days until your ebook launched. I'm like, oh my God. So I think with anything that you are wanting to introduce that is new to your business, you have to create that hype. So I guess it's creating a plan, um, a strategy where every single week you're touching on it. You're making people curious. You want to get people to know more about it and how it's going to help them. I know that when my digital course launches, I would already have a couple of people interested because they've literally said, I can't wait for this. This is exactly what I need. Absolutely. I mean, I love that. You call it hype and I kind of call it buzz building. I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of what comes from a successful launch is actually what you do before your launch starts. And that's something that- yes we can, we can forget that, you know, we, we plan and prepare for a successful launch and we forget to nurture our leads leading up to it. Mm -hmm. So great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Great strategy. Um, so do you mind sharing us a little bit about the success of your launch? In all honesty, I was actually still trying to get everything together on the day of the launch, like getting the, like my website page ready to put it up there for sale. Um, working out what platform I was going to use to actually like, like take payment from people. Um, that was all done on launch day. I was like, Oh, like I'm leaving it a bit last minute. Um, <laughs> but I think I announced it on stories the day that I launched and I had a couple of sales the next day I put it as a post on my Instagram and that's when it started kind of going off. Um, and a lot of sales came through over the next couple of days also, you have people who they will share it on their own stories as well if, if they love it. Um, so I think that's also important, building those connections with people because when you launch something, they're going to share that on behalf of you. So, yeah, it's the power of, you know, word of mouth. The thing I would probably do differently is being more organized in the sense of having a landing page. So at the moment, I'm in the middle of redesigning my website because I absolutely hate it. Um, and I really want a strong landing page for my ebook. At the moment, I think it could be navigated better. I think it could have a better image. I kind of just threw, threw the, like, the landing page together at the last minute just to get it out there. So I think that would be something I would do better is just be better organized in terms of having it on my website. Progress, not perfection, right? <laughs> exactly. There's always room for improvement. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if you had waited until you got that landing page set up and redesigned your site, yeah. you might you might not be anywhere near that launch right now. Uh, I probably wouldn't even have, it wouldn't even be launched yet. <laughs> like when it comes to the website stuff, I put it off like no one else. Like I hate I hate all the technical things and things always go wrong for me. Um, but yeah, like if you wait for perfection, 
you're never going to be successful. Like you just have to put it out there and do it. And the thing is what you deem as perfection, even though there's no, no such thing as perfection, someone else is going to look at that differently. Everyone's perspective is different. That is so true. And ultimately when you're selling something, it's less about the design and more about the words and the value. And you really, you kind of hit the nail on its head when you, you found that area of opportunity that your audience was struggling with and you put it into a product to sell it and you communicated the value. It doesn't matter what your sales page looks like. You know, obviously you can make it better, but you made sales, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I think like for Instagram, it's very easy to tell people how much value that it's going to give them. Um, Whereas say like if you're promoting it on Pinterest, it's a lot harder to get everything. It's a lot harder to get people to click over because you don't have that in-person connection with that audience. Um, So I think for Instagram, the best thing that you can do if you are bringing out a new, a new product or a new service is just tell people what kind of value it's going to give them. Um, and I know a lot of people, they're still afraid of promoting themselves because they're afraid of coming across to, you know, salesy. And I'm always mindful of that. I'm always scared that I'm going to come across like, oh, she's just trying to sell this thing. Um, but the thing is, is that my followers know me well enough that Like, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm not just trying to sell them something. Um, And at the end of the day, like, we're all in it for our business. We're passionate about it, but we still need to make a living. We still need to make money. Like, that's just the reality of it. When your audience knows you, they like you, and they trust you, Mm -hmm. there's just no question that what you create is going to be of value to them. You, You have that relationship where it almost feels like you're friends. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like there's some girls that I tell them, like, I feel like I've actually met you in person because of how much we talk on Instagram of how often I watch your stories. Like, I feel like if I met you in real life, we wouldn't like, we're not strangers. Like it literally feels like we've been friends for ages. It's, it's crazy. And that's amazing. And, and when you have that kind of relationship, it's hard to feel sleazy or too salesy because ultimately it's like you have a friend who has a need. And if you're being a good friend, why wouldn't you help them solve their problem? Exactly. And the thing as well is I think you also have to look at it from the perspective of if you don't share it, if you're not sharing your knowledge, you're being selfish. <laughs> um, like by not telling people, by not sharing with people what you know, how you can help them, then, then like they're not going to benefit from, from what you have to offer. And the thing is, you've just got to let people know what that is. You've got to get it out there one way or another. And the best way to do it is literally just by telling people, by coming across as genuine. That's why Instagram stories is, I think, one of the best ways to do it because people can, can get a sense of, how you come across. They can tell how genuine you're being. Um, and I think it's actually hard when you're talking to like, to actually be like too salesy. Like it, it just doesn't come across that way. And for anyone listening who is considering buying your ebook, which I absolutely think you should because 
obviously you know what you're talking about. Um, what can you, what can you tell them? What's what's the value in buying that? What's the what are they going to get out of that? They're no longer going to waste their time. Um, like I said, a lot of people just mindlessly scroll on Instagram. I have been one of those people, and to me, my time is very valuable because I've always got a million things to do. Um, so you don't want to have to spend hours and hours on Instagram trying to make it work. Like I would get into a hashtag, I'd scroll through it. I'd see absolutely nothing that resonated with me and I just get frustrated and I wouldn't, I, I'd stop there. I'd get out of the app and I wouldn't have engaged with any hashtags. I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. What the strategy gives people is a way to be more targeted and really think about who their dream client is and who they actually want to communicate with. And the thing is, it's all about being consistent. When you, when you find someone to connect with, you have to be consistent with them. So what the strategy does is it shows you a way on how to keep that consistency, how to engage with not only your like your own feed, because sometimes you can just spend like an hour on your own feed, scrolling through, commenting, but that's not going to open you up to any new people. You've got to go through hashtags. You've got to go through other people's accounts and find new people to, to communicate with and follow. Before we go, can you share with our listeners where our audience can find you? I'm sure that I can guess where they can find you, but why don't um, so everyone can find me over on Instagram at plush content co. Uh, there's no dots, there's no underscores, nothing. You can find me on Pinterest as well. I am really active on there. So again, that's just plush content co at Pinterest. I have uh, an email list purely focused on Instagram where I send out emails every fortnight, basically giving people tips on Instagram. So it'll cover a different topic every two weeks. Well, Amanda, thank, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. Thank you so much, Aiden. It's been an absolute pleasure. I loved that interview. I didn't expect it to go in all the different directions that we went in. I didn't know that we were going to talk all about her journey from working in a job that she really didn't like to actually starting her business and the fact that she able, was able to scale her business very quickly and realize that there is an opportunity to add in some passive income into her business and how she launched her ebook and how she really is very successful at keeping her Instagram community very engaged and so much so that she can actually sell directly from her Instagram. Wow. Like, guys, there is so much that you can take from this interview with Amanda, and I hope that you were jotting down notes or that you download, downloaded this podcast to listen to again in the future because lots of good takeaways here. And hey, if you loved the interview with Amanda as much as I loved interviewing Amanda, go give her a follow on Instagram at plushcontentco. Visit her website, plushcontentco.com. Show her some love there and definitely go check out her Instagram engagement strategy ebook. It's very inexpensive now. You're not going to want to miss this opportunity. I'm going to leave the link to her Instagram in engagement strategy ebook in the show notes. So go check it out. If you are somebody who feels like your time on Instagram is just not productive, you're mindlessly scrolling, your engagement rate is below average, you don't have any leads or sales coming in from Instagram, you're not sure how to engage with hashtags productively, you're feeling lost in general, or you don't have a thought out strategy on how to actually engage well and productively, 
this engagement strategy ebook is just, it's going to change all that for you and it's going to change it for you with barely any financial investment at all. So definitely go check that out in the show notes. Hey guys, great episode. Thank you for hanging out with us today and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Rebel Boss Ladies. We'll see you next time. Bye.